Yeah. I want to be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a million every week. I want to be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billy every week. I want to be a billionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today, ladies and gentlemen, you're in for a treat. I got a special guest on my show, so take some notes. This man is the owner of Indie Night Film Fest. He's an actor. He's a producer. He's a podcast host of Hot Seat LA. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Brown. Johnny John, how you doing? doing? I'm doing well, my brother. Thank good, you for good. coming through today, man. Exactly, truly appreciate this. You know, we met we met on the carpet, we did our acquaintances yeah. here and there, you know. And I just want to thank you for coming on the show today. I mean, you barely know me, but you took some time out to help me accomplish my dream. Oh, and man. I truly appreciate Definitely. that. You no know what I'm saying? Because not it's that's that not too many people stick together that way. You know what I'm saying? You could have just been on some Hollywood stuff, like, yeah, man, we'll catch up later. Nah, I won't nah. see you to the next red carpet. Nah, you know what I'm nah, saying? That's not me, man. I you know I, I was people that know me know I'm the same day when I came to LA, you know, back in '92. Mm-hmm. Then today, uh, the only thing you own in life is your name, mm-hmm. and the one thing is you want to keep it. Everybody has a brand. Mm-hmm. How you present your brand is how people remember your brand, how people respect your brand. Mm-hmm. And so you always want to give everybody the respect because in Hollywood, you never know. Hollywood, you can be up there for a moment and you can be down there. As they always say, the person pushing the broom is the one that sees everything on. They're taking notes, they're learning. So next thing you know, they're the ones running the company mm-hmm. because they've been watching everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. So everybody thinks, okay. Well, if you don't like somebody, I'm gonna let them know. Mm-hmm. Nah, nah, because you don't know what the situation is gonna be. Mm-hmm. You know, it can turn like this, just like that. Yeah. That's how fast Hollywood is, mm-hmm. and it works fast. And if you don't adjust yourself to what's going on in Hollywood and what you you know surround yourself with, and, and you'll lose, you'll lose sight of everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Can't change. Yeah, man, that's good. That's good that you said that, man. You know, because I take pride in, in being a real one, you know, because I notice there's a shortage of that, especially out here. Right. And when I come across, you know, like celebrities or people of importance, I can tell that they appreciate my character because I'm not coming up to them asking for opportunities or only around them for certain things because what you eat don't make me shit. Right, you know right, what I'm right, saying? Right, I'm going right. to get mine regardless. So right, right. they can appreciate that. And I see that, you know, but. This show is about getting inside information for those looking to be your position. So you just coming into LA and really building this resume that you got, you know, with the act and the podcast hosting and even the making a platform for up and coming filmmakers, which is great. I want to talk about that. But before we get into all that, man, where are you originally from? Um, I was born in in, uh, in Westchester, Pennsylvania. So mm-hmm. my, my father's a pastor, so he, he pastored out there. And then after that, we moved to St. Paul, Minnesota lived there for a couple of years and then after that we moved to San Francisco mm. um, and then I've been in San Francisco uh, you know went to high school and everything out there and then after that I went to Morehouse 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 mm-hmm. College in Atlanta mm-hmm. and when I was at Morehouse you know uh, my major was film and theater and so what I did was I went to you know we took all our understudy classes at Morehouse a little different now mm-hmm. because they now we have uh, uh, mass mass media art program at at Morehouse now mm-hmm. but we would take our classes over at Clark mm-hmm. but I got my degree and stuff at Morehouse right you know and I witnessed and and, and went through the whole ritual of being a Morehouse man mm-hmm. at Morehouse so after I graduated 
I moved to uh, LA, uh, well, no, I'm sorry, I was gonna go to either New York, because my major was film and theater, so I was mm -hmm. gonna go to New York or LA. Um, one of my friends, uh, Morris Chestnut, mm -hmm. you know, was uh, sitting with me and I was like, yo, I don't know what to do, man. I, I think I should go to New York or it's gonna be LA. He says, well, what are you trying to do? I said, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get the acting going, you know? Okay. He says, well, on what grounds? Mm. Do you want it to be theater or do you want to do film? I said, no, no, I want to film. He said, well, then why are you going to New York? He said, you need to go to LA. Mm -hmm. You need to be that fish in the big pond with all the other fishes and make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You got to come to LA now. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I graduated, bro, I was like, boom, packed my stuff, shot to LA. And I credit, you know, Morris was my, the only one I knew when I moved out here, he was my eyes and my ears. He's the one that told me the do's and the don'ts when mm -hmm. I got here. And see, that's what you have to have. And that's what a lot of people don't have. Mm -hmm. You don't have somebody giving you the blueprint mm -hmm. so you can see or telling you, Johnny, don't do that. Nah, do this. Don't do that. Do it this way. And that's what Morris gave me. And it helped me get going and, and have a, a stepping stone to start my career mm -hmm. as an actor, as uh, knowing people and building a brand. And Dave Brown, everybody knows Dave Brown, Dave Brown USA, because I built a brand all over. So people can say, I know him, but I don't, I know the name, but I haven't met him yet. Mm -hmm. And so I always get lucky. Oh, you're Dave Brown, you know? So I came here in 92 back in the day, you know, mm -hmm. hitting the pavement like everybody else, but I was, I was hungry. Yeah. I understood, don't ever disrespect nobody. Always treat everybody same way. Mm -hmm. The one thing my parents always said about me, they said, Dave, you have great judgment of character. So I can be around a person and my energy, mm -hmm. if the energy don't feel right. Gotta go. Yeah. And I don't do it disrespectfully. I just say, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know, I know it's not good for me. Mm -hmm. And so I'll step away. Right. You know, because you can't allow someone to taint something you're trying to build. Mm. You know, and that's what a lot of people out here, a lot of people, the one thing you understand is, and in, in Hollywood, there's a lot of things that take people down, but the number one thing is jealousy. Mm. Nobody wants to see the next person make it. Nobody wants to see the next person win. So you got to learn how to move in a, in a way to where it's like, okay, I just killed this role over here, or I killed this, or I'm doing something good over here. You're going to get negative people coming at you because... Jealousy. Jealousy. Mm -hmm. No reason. They don't know why. They've never met you before. Mm -hmm. They just don't like you because they're like, look how everybody responded to him. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, that, that 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 I can't even fathom, man. Like, why are you upset at somebody else's success? Like, do you want that success? And nine times right. out of ten, they probably don't even know how to handle it. They can't. True. You know True. what I'm saying? And it's just... It's sad, man. It's sad. And sometimes that, that hate comes from your inner circle. You yeah. know, so I experienced that firsthand, but you know, that's another that's a topic for another day. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But I think being in the business, in the in the business of getting everything going, a lot of things happen fast for me. Um, you know, like I said, I was a go getter. So I would go in for auditions. Mm. And I'm the guy that bubbly coming in, hey, hey, what's going on? And I would do commercials. Mm-hmm. And you had to do commercials and stuff because you wanted to get your SAG card. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the easiest way. You know, I was I wasn't the guy. You know, you know, I was taught more that don't do extra work because mm. if you do extra work, then that's all they see you as. Okay, now before you continue with that, and that's some great advice. 
I, I was just having this conversation with somebody else that they, a friend of mine, he's in a position where he doesn't really have to worry about money, but he wants to get into the acting world, but he feels extra work is beneath him. And I'm like, well, if you have an opportunity to be in the building, you know what I'm saying? Even as an extra, you still can network, you still can get paid, and if you don't want to be seen and then categorize as only a background, then stay your ass away from the camera. Well, and, well there you go. Mm -hmm. Now, there's re if you're going to go, make sure you're learning something. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you're going to go, make sure you're learning. Make sure you're building relationships with the people that is running production. Right. See, most people want to sit over there and just wait, you know, because Hollywood is a hurry up to wait business. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You get there, you're like... Gotta get there early. And mm -hmm. and you don't start because mm -hmm. they gotta get everything ready, get the lighting and everything ready. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. when you're there, slide away and start talking to people that are in production. Hey, let me know. If y'all need somebody, you need a PA one day, mm -hmm. you know, let me know. It's cool. Slide it so you can learn. Mm -hmm. Learn the business. Uh, um, or I say, can I just stand on the side? I just want to watch the actors or act. I want to see them up close. Mm -hmm. Take the techniques that so you can learn, study. A lot of us don't do the homework. We don't study. We want, we want, we want so much, but we don't want to read. A lot of us have ADD. Mm -hmm. They don't want to read because, you know, they start reading. Like, oh, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's common for a lot of people. That was me. I, you I know, chose to listen to the books now. Listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You listen to them or, or, or just watch. I always say, um, my parents would hit me and they say, are you going to grad school? I said, I'm in grad school. Mm -hmm. They're like, well, I mean, you're going to go to grad school. I said, Mom, Dad, I learned a lot in college, but I'm learning a lot more on hands by seeing, being here, just being here. I'm that type of person that will learn a lot more being in the grooves and going, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. And I've been, around, I've been around the greatest. Mm -hmm. I've seen the greatest do it. And I'm sitting there going, hmm, hmm, dope. Yeah. Yo, he 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 took this, he took this this uh this this uh how do I say, he he took this method. He went this way. He went. You know what I'm saying? You gotta learn and understand what's going on around you. Mm -hmm. Create the scene. How how they attack the scene, mm -hmm. and they say, how would you attack the scene? And see, the one thing I learned in Hollywood is this. I tell everybody all the time. I learned how not to be. Mm, explain that. Because everybody's so much, you know. You got to watch people and see how their mistakes are and okay. say, I don't want to make the same mistake they're making. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people say, oh, well, I'm going to go do this, do this. No, watch. And you got to make your own decision. Are they making the right choice? Mm -hmm. You know, are they doing the right thing? Are they are they building their brand to another level? Mm -hmm. So I watch how not to be. Okay. Because everybody tries to be. A lot of people come out here, they do it. They get caught up in. The whole trying to be in in Hollywood because no, don't get it twisted. Mm -hmm. Hollywood's big, but it's small. Very small. I'm Very small. Mm -hmm. There's a door that you know uh, when you go through that you see a certain amount of people. You're like, oh, okay, hey, hey, that make decisions. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That can you you got to be able to be known and and be around those people to know. So it's really a lot of people come out of here. They do they get habits. They do these habits that they can't support. Mm -hmm. Trying to keep up with the lifestyle, lifestyle, the actors that's doing. Mm -hmm. You know, you got a lot of people that's there, uh, rolling in Mercedes and 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 um, you know the Corvette, every car, but then they live in in their car. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's not the way to do it. Sometimes you have to.
be patient. No, I, I agree with that, you know, and some people hear those stories where, you know, like, for example, Sylvester Stallone, he slept in his car for a certain amount of years, wrote Rocky in yep. it, and then, you know, the rags to riches story. Yep. So they think that that's like normal sometimes. Like, yo, you, you might have to sleep in your car, be homeless for a while until you make it because those opportunities don't come the way you want to sometimes, you know, when it's only chasing that dream. But I learned early on that, you know, you always want to have a backup plan, but, you know, let the plan B always be to reinforce plan A right, right. At, at some point in time, you know, so when you came out here to do this acting, you got mm -hmm. this uh, information from Morris, how was that journey for you? You know, was it like you hit the ground running, you was getting opportunity versus opportunity, or was it times you got an opportunity and then like two or three months passed by, then another opportunity came? Well, how did you maintain throughout that journey? Well, you know, time? like I said, everything is about relationships. Mm -hmm. um, let's go like this. You pay your agent, what, 10%? Mm -hmm. Pay your manager twenty percent, mm -hmm. which means you got to do the eighty and you got to do the ninety, mm -hmm. and that's what built upon relationships. You know, they only can bring so much in, but I, you know, they want to see you. How are you? Mm -hmm. um, can you take direction? Can you, you know, it's building relationships in a way to where they go, okay, we'll put them in. I would get work because I would know who the people are. Okay. And I'd be like, yo, yo, come on, man. I got to get in this film, man. Come on. Put me in it. All right, Dave, I, I, I got to roll for you. Okay. And you just got to do your homework and rock it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that came because I got to pre... Let me let me back up, though. Okay. Um, When I got to L.A. in 92, mm -hmm. I would do, uh, you know, like 93, I'd do my birthday party. And mm -hmm. Like I said, I would go to, you know, meet everybody in auditions and I knew everybody. And see, I played basketball in high school, played in college. Mm -hmm. And so... I can play. Mm -hmm. So Morris and I would go play with all the guys, Mike Bivens and all these guys back in the day, you know, the Brian McKnight, you know, Jamie Foxx, you know, we all played with these people back in the day. Mm -hmm. And so this is where we get close because I had game. Mm -hmm. And I was, a, I was, I was, I was a jumping rabbit. So they was like, Ooh, who is like that, that guy up there? Yeah. <laughs> talking like that. And so, you know, you build a name, but you build in relationships. And so in doing that, you know, uh, it was able, I was able to open the doors mm -hmm. of saying, yo, yo, what's going on? Yo, who's who's casting that? Mm -hmm. Yo, yo, I, let me, and so you build relations like that. Who, oh, I gotta go in. And sometimes you had to you had to crash an audition. Yeah. If you really wanted, yo, let me go, I gotta go. Right? Or you calling your people, hey, I heard about this, I need you to get me in this. I wanna get in there. Mm -hmm. And so that's how you work. And then so I started doing the commercial stuff and it started taking off and boom, boom, boom. Then I was in relationships with the filmmakers or the TV shows. I remember doing an episode on, wow, Saved by the Bell. Ooh, Bayside. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, uh, it was the sec, it was the, it was the, not the original cast when they became the second class. Okay, I remember that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I, I was dating um, on the show, um, her father's married to uh, Beyonce's father, uh, Richard Larson. Okay. So his daughter, Bianca Larson. Yeah, Lisa. Lisa. Mm -hmm. So uh, I was dating Bianca Larson on the show as a fraternity. So I did shows like that back in the day. And and then thanks to Morris would be like, yo, come and do this. And come be in this, come in that. You know, it was like Mike. We're in all these different movies, but it's building relationships. Mm -hmm. It's all about knowing people and being true to building your brand in front of them, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that ended up happening. But then it goes back to where... And building that brand, 
I would have my birthday, so everybody would come. Mm-hmm. I would have it. Wesley Snipes, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, I had anybody you could think of that was hot back then. And then back then, Shamar Moore, yeah, everybody be at my birthday party. It'd be Slam, Mitch Richmond, uh, Dwayne Starr. It, it was Ray Lewis, T.O. These are all, all these are my younger guys because they were all younger than me. Mm-hmm. And I took care of these guys when they would come in. Okay. So it was like when I would have my parties, everybody and their mama would be there. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, my, one of my guys came to me. He says, Dave, your parties, your birthday party is off the chain. We, we, should, do a, we should do a club. So I'm not here for that. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for that. He said, come on, man. I said, no, I'm not doing it. He said, well, what did get you to do it? I said, it's got to make sense. He said, well, what you do? I said, I tell you what. Let's do something once a month. But I'm going to bring all the writers, all the directors, mm-hmm. all the actors, all the musicians, anybody in entertainment together once a month. He said, oh, okay, let's do that. Now, my reason, he didn't know my reason doing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I knew. He's like, yo, we, we, we make a killing. We did it. Blew up. Okay. Everybody, everybody was there. Boom. They were like, everybody was looking to come the first Sundays. Oh, we got to go first Sunday, first Sunday. Oh, everybody. And so I was like, wow, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And of course, when you come out to LA, what does you need? Money. Money. So it was a great money thing coming too. So I was like, all right, that's, I'm good on money, but I'm not focused on auditioning. Okay. And so then um, I had my, um, uh, I had him come back to me and he said, yo, man, this is blowing up. Maybe we got to do a weekly. Ooh. And I'm like, yo, he said, Dave, come on, man, this is me. I was like, nah. And so when I was doing it monthly, mm-hmm. I called it my golf course. Okay. And what I mean by that is most deals in the world are made on the golf course. Mm-hmm. So if I bring all the writers, directors, everything, it'd be big, it'd be huge. Mm-hmm. So it took off, and then we started doing weekly because I said, okay, let me see. If we're doing this, I'm also a businessman. Mm-hmm. What would it be like that took off mm-hmm. weekly. Everybody's coming out, so I started building my brand to where everybody wanted to come and be around. Nobody, everybody's like, I don't know who this dude Dave Brown is, but he throw the hottest parties in LA. Yeah, and this is the, the ninety. This is ninety three, ninety four. You know what I'm saying? Wow. You yeah. know, so this is all a big thing, and everybody would come out. So I used that leverage, and I, I kept kept going and, and doing it, doing my thing, and everything, and then. You know, it comes a time where you're like, okay, this is getting crazy. You're out every night, every every, every week mm-hmm. doing something. Right. And it's good, but then again, you get kind of tired. Mm-hmm. But you know, you get you got you got to live. Mm-hmm. So you keep it going there. But then, um, and, and it's crazy because eight years ago, mm-hmm. I get a call from my mom, and she says, "You're doing." Great in Hollywood, everybody loves you. You doing? You know, she says, "But wait a minute, you do all these parties that everybody loves to come to. Mm-hmm. People leave your party, they either drunk, they either get into accidents, they either go home and beat their wives, they either overdose on some drugs or something like that. Mm. What's your purpose?" Whoa. Whoa, that's like a life changing question right there. And I was like, "She said, what's your purpose?" Mm. And I was like. I was stuck. Mm. How are you helping someone else? 
Shout out mom for asking that question. You that know? was a good one. And when she said that, I was like, I kind of like stumbled, you know. And like I said, my mom and dad, you know, my dad's a minister. And my mom is the first lady. And it's like, you know, you listen to your parents. You're like, hmm. And I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yo, what did you come out to L.A. to do? Mm. Throw parties? Is that how you're going to leave your name? That's how you want your name to be? Right. And then, John, I, I said, you're right, mom. You're right. I got to use it differently. I got to stop doing more of the parties and get back to, to what I came out here to purpose to do. Mm-hmm. And that's to do films, to act, to create, to produce and everything. And that's when I started Indie Night Film Festival. Okay. Now there was a thing before Indie Night came out. This was back in the 90s. It was called Doughboy Doesn't. Okay. Eugene, he was, he was to do it. Bless his soul, he passed away. Um, it was something he would do once a month where everybody would come in. They put a big screen up, reel to reel. You have everybody like Eric LaSalle. You have everybody Everybody in Hollywood back then would show up and they sit on beanbags in this room and they watch a film and everybody's like, great film. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it was reel to reel. Mm-hmm. You know? And so um, everybody was walking in with their carton, you know, the, the, the back old school and then they take it out and put it on and yeah, you know, the film rolls. Yeah, and yeah. let it go. So that was the old school way. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, I was like, he he. When Eugene passed away, mm-hmm. it was a void. Nobody nobody did anything. Mm-hmm. And I always that's when it, it clicked to me. And God said, I got something for you. You need to do it now. After I heard my mom say what she said to me, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because I was talking to somebody, you know, and they said a weekly film festival that will never work. I said, why you say that? Mm. They said, nobody does weekly film festivals. Film festivals are once a year. You know, that's not gonna work. And I said, no, you like my idea. Mm. And I'm gonna do it anyway. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Never let nobody tell you something's not gonna work because that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to distract you from becoming great or doing something that nobody could think of. Nobody's ever thought. Everybody I talked to, they said, oh my God, that's, 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 that's different. Yeah. Well, they think it's impossible for them. Right. And they just try to put that ill negativity on you. Right, mm-hmm. right. And so what I ended up doing is taking Indie Night, and I did it anyway. I started it at Zen Lounge. Mm-hmm. Zen Lounge was owned by Dwayne Martin and Tisha Campbell. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember Dwayne saying, you know, Dave, I'm opening up a new spot. I need you. I need you. I know you're the only one that can pack it out with everybody. I said, all right, you know, and I did do it. And it was, you know. Is making more money than everything, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I, I enjoyed helping a friend build his black business, right? You know, and so then I was thinking, I was like, but I need something on another night too. I said, I got something in mind, mm-hmm. but he said, what? He said, I said a, a, a film festival. I could do it weekly here. Mm-hmm. He said, a weekly? You gonna do that? And I said, yeah, I'm gonna do it. All right. But when I remember, like I said, when I told that other person, they said it would never work. So. They gave me an opportunity to do it there. Mm. It blew up. It took off. You know, you had everybody coming down there. You had you know, Denzel. Everybody was falling through, you know, on the nights that I was doing. So it was like I had everybody in Hollywood there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so then, uh, at that time, Dwayne, we were doing it out on the outside patio. We would put a screen up and just show it, but he lost his license. Mm-hmm. And he, he, you know, said it's going to take some time to get his license back mm. for the outside patio. And then I got their call, and they said, yo, how would you like to do your film festival at the 
Chinese theater. I said, what? Oh, my God. I said, wait, I know the owner. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And now I've been there for, see, I did two seasons at Zen, and then I've been at uh, TCL Chinese Theater for six years now. So it's been eight years I've been doing it. Like, you know? Congratulations yeah. on that. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I like that you put a platform for your up-and-coming filmmakers to showcase their talent and be in a room with those that they want to be in a room with, like Robin Reed and, you know, yeah. just you, yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that was very dope. Well, see, Indie Night is, people understand, like, they say Indie Night Film Festival is the first weekly film festival in the world. Mm -hmm. There's no other weekly film festival in the world. And I show short films, web series, trailers, documentaries, and full features. Mm -hmm. And my motto is, why should you have to wait once a year to be seen and miss all this work in between? And then we know in Hollywood, it always works like this. Go, what's the last thing you've done? You said, well, I did a movie two weeks ago, but it won't come out till next year. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to wait that long to be seen. Right. You want, you want, you want, you shoot something, you want to be seen, you want to call down the people from the studios and everything, come down, see it, and see your work, whether you be an actor, whether you be a writer, or whether you be a director. You want to show your art so you can maneuver and get more work. Exactly. And I said, sooner. Yeah. yeah. And I said, this is going to work. I'm going to make this happen. So what I would do is I would call everybody down. And when I called Robbie Reed, Robbie Reed came down and for those of you who don't know, Robert Reed is the biggest cast and director in Hollywood. Discovered Denzel, Halle Berry, Jamie Foxx, Beyonce. Um, you know, she she's done so much stuff. You look up on IMDb or, or just pull her name up on Google. Mm -hmm. Robbie Reed, R-O-B-I-R-E-E-D. She's the biggest cast and director. So she came down and she came and saw Indie Night and she said, This is incredible. Wow. I love what you're doing, and I'm going to commit to come down once a month to find talent for her films that she's casting. Mm. And now she's the, the head, she's an executive over at BET. She's the head of casting for all shows on BET. Mm. So she's helped a lot of people get jobs and stuff. And and she's my dear sister because, you know, we've been, been friends so long and I, and I, I, I look at her and I say, yo, she's a blessing because she truly is a person that wants to help people. Mm -hmm. And that's who I am. When you put two people like that together, you know. Magic. And she comes once a month. So there's a lot of people that I bring down, like um, um, <clears throat> Morris Chestnut mm -hmm. comes down, you know, he talks to everybody. And so I don't want this just to be about the films, but I also want this to be about learning the blueprint of what other people went through mm -hmm. to make it in Hollywood. Right. How would you feel if you had the Jamie Foxx sitting there telling you about his comings into Hollywood. Mm -hmm. The Morris Chestnuts, the Lorenz Tate, you had all these guys come down. You have Ruth Ruth Carter, who just won the Oscar for Black Panther, and she came to Indie Night that next weekend mm -hmm. to talk about, and brought the Oscar talking about how she had to go through all these things to win this Oscar. That's powerful right there. Powerful, man. bro. Mm -hmm. You know, having Lee Daniels come down there and say, I wish, we had a platform like this when I was coming along in the game because it would have helped so many people get further along further. Mm -hmm. Just hearing all these things made me go, God, I made the right decision. Mom, you told me the right thing. You know? Yeah. And sometimes- Did you ever tell her? Thank you oh, for that. Oh, man, I tell her all the time. <laughs> all the time. Awesome. You know, my parents are my, parents are my rock. Mm -hmm. My parents are my rocks, you know? And, and, and 
we have to have, you know, sometimes we get stubborn and not want to listen. Mm-hmm. But then when I listen, I, I'll, I'll take it in, even though I may not want to talk about it, but I'll sit on the side and I go, hey, think about it. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we all don't want to make parents with me. They're like, ah, oh, come on, come on. Make you but, feel like you're a kid. Yeah. But deep down, they're right. But and they're the right. only one was best for us anyway. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so when I started thinking about it, I said, okay, this would be this would be huge. So now we're like at eight seasons. So I was looking at everything and I told Morris, I said, Morris, because uh, he Morris came down and talked to me. He's like, yo, this is great, Dave. You're putting this great. This is helping a lot of people. Mm-hmm. He said, I want to be a part of it any way I can. And he said, I said, well, fuck, I got something I want you to do. He said, what's that? I want to do indie night in Miami, Atlanta, DC, Chicago, New York, San Francisco, Texas. I want to do it once a month, mm. but I want to be the American Idol for films. Okay. Bring all the great films back to Hollywood, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna stay attached to them and give them an opportunity. Like nobody goes on American Idol and is not doesn't stay with American Idol if they give you the exposure. Mm-hmm. You can't, it's hard to get into Hollywood. So if I'm giving you the bridge to come into Hollywood and I'm going to open the doors and show you and put you and present you to get your project off the ground, Mm -hmm. then let's work together. That's what Hollywood should be. Right. You know what I'm saying? And there's so many things that my perception of how to deal with Hollywood now is totally different. You know, as I told you when I talked to you before, Mm -hmm. I just got back from Africa. Mm -hmm. Um, I went to Africa for the first time when I was 12 years old. Okay. And my parents took me there. And <clears throat> back then they said, um, we're going to go to Africa. So my brother and I was, we was going home. We were like, oh, man, we're going to Africa. So flight on over. We're thinking in our mind, Tarzan, jungle, Jane. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And we get there. My mom and dad let us keep thinking that all the way there. And then we got there. We said, wait a minute, where's the jungle? I said, I said well, that's what we want you to understand. Don't believe everything you see on TV and understand it's a city just like San Francisco, mm-hmm. Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so we're like, wow. Then we said, let's go to the jungle. It's an open house. We see all the animals. I said, but wait, where's the... That's what we want you to understand. Mm-hmm. Not every place is like that. Mm-hmm. Africa is built differently, but it's the richest content in the land. So... I said, I wanted to make sure my daughter, who's 12 now, mm-hmm. went to Africa. So I just took her this past December for Christmas and New Year's Eve. I went to Ghana, which is 400 years of slavery, mm-hmm. return. Wow. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. And I was able to, this time, go out and see the different castles and understand how, uh, you know, we trace the heritage of my family mm-hmm. and my my mom's side is from Ghana. My dad's side is from um, 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 Cameroon mm-hmm. and um, from uh, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And so we went to Ghana and I was able to go out to the castle and everything and see how they took the slaves and down in the dungeons. Mm-hmm. And I went down there and I was I was blown away because you can feel the energy. And this is at 12 years old? This is 12. Well, no, no. I went there. I'm talking about this time when I took my oh, daughter. Oh, you took your daughter this yeah. time. Okay, got This you. time I went and really actually, because I've been four times, but I'm talking about as far as going out and experimenting, you know, we were there for an event, whether it be the, the African um, Oscars. Mm-hmm. We were there for an event. So I wasn't able to really go see all the stuff because I had to get back to LA. Mm-hmm. But this time I really took the time to go see. Mm-hmm. 
And Johnny, it opened me up so much to where I understand. I said, yo, we are rich. We are, we're great. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of us don't understand how great we are until you go home to the motherland. You know, we don't realize. It. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I sat there in that room and you could feel them when they told you about how many slaves they had laying next to each other. They had 200 slaves laying right next to you here, over here, over here, over here, and just telling how you are powerful in your village. Mm -hmm. You're the king, queen, this is man, everybody's rich and you know, powerful. And then they, they come and grab you and take you from your, your kingdom, yeah. Your, your kingdom mm -hmm. and put you in a castle to get you ready to transfer you over the waters into slavery. Right. That's crazy. Now you think about it, a good cattle would be 150 people. Mm -hmm. How many people do you think there'd be when they got over there? Maybe 15, because a lot of them died on the railroad. Mm -hmm. So I came back really charged up, man. I said, I have to come back and help everybody understand. Now, and you know, don't get it wrong, I'm no color lines. Mm -hmm. There's no racism in my bone at all. I love all colors because God didn't create me that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I believe that we have to know who we are as black people mm -hmm. and how we can help each other. And there's a thing that one of my friends says all the time. He says, we have too much slave residue. Mm. Slave residue where we don't want to work together because they told us we shouldn't work together. Mm. That's deep, bro. You know, they said back then in Africa, Keep the darks over here, keep the lights over here, because if they get together, they'll learn how to overthrow and overtake mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. That's what they felt. Mm -hmm. We are powerful as a race. We're smart. We understand how to deal with things. And so we got to transition this and understand we got to work together, mm -hmm. which comes to Hollywood where I'm like, we're not doing enough of that. Now, how do we convey that message to the elites without setting off those alarms and those triggers and making it seem like it's more like a, a unionized thing versus just uh, tip, uh, a suggestion. Well, you know what I'm saying? Well, let's go back to this. Tell me, when was the last time you saw everybody in a film together? I mean, you know, just like we spoke about before, Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights. Mm -hmm. I give Eddie Murphy so much respect because, you know, it was Robbie Reed, number one, casted that. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there talking to Robbie. And I said, Robbie, how hard was it to do it? Because, I mean, you had so many greats in one film. That had to be hard. Mm -hmm. She said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> she said, even though it was Eddie's film, Richard Pryor won Eddie's role. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you had Red Fox, Della Reese. You had, you know, uh, Bernie Mac. You had uh, uh, all these greats in the film. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Right. You know what I'm saying? We need to do the same thing. The Will Smiths, the Jamie Foxx. The, uh, you know, uh, the Denzels, all the ones, you know, all these guys, Michael Joe, all these guys need to work together mm -hmm. because, yo, it would be great. Right. You know, it would be great. But the thing about it is we have a sense we can make decisions, too. And that's what we have to understand. We can make decisions, too. All we got to do is sit in a room together and say, let's do it. Mm -hmm. Let's do it. All the other races do it. Right. Why can't we do it? So how do we take those steps forward to get those type of people of that caliber in that same room to make those decisions? Well, I, I think sometimes you gotta you you have to really put people on the map and say, 
I, I need to meet with you. Sometimes you gotta say, hey, everybody, you know, it's like having gatherings. Mm -hmm. People will come in for gatherings. If it's gotta be, if it's gotta be football, watch the football game first and say, hey, wait, I, I want us all to talk for a second. Because mm -hmm. you gotta pull forward as well, respected. Right. Because Hollywood also works this when they see other somebody else is doing something, they want to do it too. Mm -hmm. But it takes somebody to lead. Right. We need more leaders. Okay. And we need more leaders in the in the in the realm of you know acting and producing. Mm -hmm. And there's not enough of them. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise they say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna work with them. We're gonna work together. Mm -hmm. We're gonna make this happen. Right. So if we make if we if we get more leaders and I'm going to run a studio. I'm going to make that happen. Mm -hmm. And I said, in running the studio, I'm going to give everybody an opportunity to work with each other. Because mm -hmm. a lot of talent out there. And which one of my friends, great, uh, one of my great friends, um, um, Tatari Turner, who says, we need to stop networking up. Mm -hmm. Which is true. Stop networking up and network across. Mm -hmm. Because what we have is right here, right here. We don't have to always go, yo, yo, yo. We can co-create right here. Mm -hmm. Create on the ground level that we're on. We're so quick to want to jump up and go, oh, yo, well, I'm, no, I'm, I'm going, I'm going to come talk to such as. Why can't we do that? Right. Independent filmmaking is in. If we not know, mm -hmm. we can do this. You can take a budget. Nobody's doing big budget films no more. Right. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, people were making $15 million just for one person mm. to do a film. Right. Now people are taking back in on films. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They, they say, okay, I'll tell you what, give me this amount, give me 500000 up front, and then I'll take all the points on the back end. They're, they're doing that now. Okay. Or give me a million, depending on who it is. People are not making that amount of money anymore. Mm -hmm. Not anymore. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, unless, of course, you the Will Smith, the Tom, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm talking about the normal actors that are working actors. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting paid like that. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So we have to change the narrative and the way people think and say, hey, let's create. Let's build ourselves. Let's let's do this ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, shit, now I hear you on that, man. Well, I mean, good luck with that. And anything if I could do to help push that message forward, that culture forward, man, I'm down because I think yeah. that will help, you know, Put us on a different pedestal as, as you know, I don't want to call us minorities, but you know yeah. what I'm trying to say. Even put us on a different platform or pedestal in that elite ranking of, uh, you know, Hollywood elites. Right. You know? And so what I try to do is I try to just grab everything, um, d build different platforms where I can touch and talk to people. Um, my great friend, um, Jamie Foxx, mm -hmm. uh, was on, uh, on, on Sirius. Mm -hmm. You know, the Foxhole. The Foxhole, yeah. So I was able to see all that, and I'm, I'm sitting there, and you know, pretty much Foxhole was the first Breakfast Club. Right, I remember that. You know, people don't really understand. They're like, "Oh, Breakfast." No, no, man. The Foxhole was the first Breakfast Club. Mm -hmm. Stuff they was going, yo, Foxhole, Foxhole. I don't know if people don't understand. Mm -hmm. They battled Howard Stern. Like mm. it put in the like with the ratings. And stuff? Yeah, no, no, no. They were going at each other. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, oh, oh! They was going at each other. Yeah. On their show, they were talking about Fox and and all the all the friends on there. You know, talking about everybody, and then vice versa. Fox mm -hmm. talked about, it. and then Hal Stern had to raise the flag. Ooh. Okay. You can't you can't get with comics. Mm -hmm. They gonna get the best of you. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I just from watching that, 
I understood how to sit behind and do a radio show and keep everybody going and 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 bring out the questions that you want to know because people want to know, and it's not and you gotta it's not attacking. Mm-hmm. See, people don't understand. TMZ was supposed to be the show. TMZ was supposed to be. What's your next job? Okay. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. What have you been doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't selling. Mm-hmm. So it's that. Let's find dirt on. What can we find on? Yeah. And so now, our actors now they only want to hear that. Yeah. They only yeah, want to yeah. hear it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's 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 totally different how I like to approach it because I want to uplift people. Not take them down. Mm-hmm. It's not me. I don't. I'm not, I don't believe in taking people down. I want to see everybody win. I want to see everybody make it. Mm-hmm. You know. And there's a lot of us that don't want to join forces to see everybody win mm-hmm. or make it. People. Some people feel like they're, they're left behind. Yeah. You know. And that's not the truth. You know. Follow your dreams. Go get it. Step out. You know. Um, you never know what your outcome is. Um, mm-hmm. um, if you don't. Just jump out there and do it. Mm-hmm. Just make it happen. You gotta fall forward to make it sometimes. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't it's not gonna always be for every celebrity that, that's that's big now, they will tell you it's not going to be great. Mm-hmm. Gonna have obstacles. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I commend you even for saying, let me go ahead and create my platform mm-hmm. that you're doing on your podcast, man, which is great. Thank you, man. You know, and whatever you need, I'm Hey man, you've done enough just by showing up, my brother. That's all I needed. I mean, whew, I mean, shit, it means the world to me, D. Like you don't understand. I mean, I appreciate it, man. You know, but you know, again, back back to uh the show. I want to talk about how how should actors or even someone coming to LA seeking an opportunity approach those who hold the opportunities or at least seem to be like, for example, if I'm in a room, right. Like I went to this, uh, what I, went to? I went to the Emmys after party, right? Like, it, it, for example, at a party like that, because typically at the SAG Awards, for example, everybody's sitting down, it's all structured. You can't really go to the table and highlight people like that unless it's at in, during the intermissions, which is very limited. But at the after party, you assume, okay, that's the spot to go network. That's where everybody's gonna be at. But typically, they kind of wanna mingle with their friends, and this is an assumption. They might the A list actors want to mingle with their friends and relax. They're not really trying to, you know, talk to somebody who may just be on the come up trying to get an opportunity. So what would be the best approach to approach that, those people in that, without looking like you're only coming for a handout? If you know the people in the room, you know they're going to be there. The first thing, number one thing that you need to do is this. What people don't do is they don't do their homework. Mm -hmm. Know everything about that person. Okay know what they've done, what films they've done, what they haven't done. You know, as people have made mistakes, I had a friend tell me that <laughs> he went in for, for you know, I guess, an audition and, uh, you know, the producer said, oh, yeah, well, well what did you think of such a, it sucked. I didn't like it. Mm. It's their film. Now you done blew it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you got to know mm-hmm. who you're dealing with. Like people go in to meet with people and they don't go, let me let me check to see who this person is I'm going to meet with. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta do your homework on people. So if you know certain people are gonna be in a room, it's okay to walk up to them and say, "Hey, you know what? When you did Roots uh, uh, back in the day, and you had so what was your what was your uh, what, what was your thoughts behind the fact that you know you you strapped him to the tree and cut his foot off? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They want to know that you know stuff about their work. Mm-hmm. 
what was your mind frame. They want to know that you really invested in, damn, what they're doing. Yeah. Because then they'll go, okay, yo, you you know a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They got to do their homework. Mm-hmm. You can't just go up and say, y'all, I, I got a film I want you to do. How many times have you heard that? All the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to do things that will be different, you know, that make that grips their attention. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or it's just like somebody introduces you. That's the number one, too. Number one thing, too. Someone introducing you. But understand, if somebody introduces somebody, you got to make sure that you follow through the right way because you're putting somebody else's name on the line. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're messing up because the reputation. Rip, if mm-hmm. I'm putting somebody down, I make sure I let them know, hey, let me check it out first. Let me see everything you got going on before I put you in there. Because I'm not gonna walk you in the doors and I know you're gonna, you know, mess my name up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the same time. Which I said the only thing you own in that life is your name. Mm-hmm. And your word. And your word. Mm-hmm. And your word. So that's very important to do. Know your homework of the room. Know who's in the room. And approach them just saying, hey, I just want to talk to you about it. You did a film call, such, 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 such. And, well, I just want to ask, what inspired you to do that? Because I'm just thinking about doing something. I want to know if we can work together. Mm-hmm. If there's any way we can work together. If I can come sit down with, not, if not you, one of your colleagues, and see how we can project some stuff. Because I think we should good, we can do some good things together. Mm-hmm. Only thing they have to do is say, what, Johnny? No. Mm-hmm. You know what know me? Next opportunity. Right. On to the next. Yeah, man. Because even like, I, I had to learn that. Well, I learned that in sales because I was in sales prior to coming to LA for 10 years. And in that game, it takes a thousand no's to get the one yes. Right. But in here, from what I'm noticing in Hollywood, it almost, it's like it takes a thousand yeses to know who's real or who's not. You know what I'm saying? What's your takeaway on that? I mean, well, if it's 5,000, 10,000, it don't matter because if you love the craft, you love the art. You gotta mm-hmm. take everything that come with come it. Come with it, yeah. And but you're gonna land one. Mm-hmm. And it could be the craziest that it, it could be the craziest time in the discussion mm-hmm. where somebody can say, I I know who this I know a guy named Johnny. He'll work. Mm-hmm. It'll happen. You remember Johnny? That, that yo, he he does that. Mm-hmm. He'd be good for the role. It's it's gonna always happen if you don't have if you love the art of creating. On the big screen, whether it be directing, writing, acting, producer, then it's okay to hear no. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy that Mar- his name is Marcus Dupree, mm-hmm. who was told no so many times. He said, "All right, I'm gonna create my own." And he did a short film called Junior that that I premiered at Indie Night, mm-hmm. won so many awards. That's what's up. It, it killed, and he did a fabulous job mm-hmm. in it. And he's like, I went and did this because I, everybody kept telling me no. So I wasn't going to give up. Right. I said, I'm going to just go create my own. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to do. Because you know what? We have these. Mm-hmm. Those devices. These. Not just phones. Devices. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I had a, I had a film that I, I showed at Indie Night. And everybody gave a standing ovation for this film. And then I said, let me bring out the director. Mm. You know what? He was a 13-year-old boy. And he shot it on his iPhone. Wow. Everybody's blown away. So I tell everybody all the time, I said, never say you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Because you got these kids that are finding ways to make things happen. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to do the same thing. Right. There's no way 
at all that you cannot complete it. Mm-hmm. You got to just jump out and do it. Right. You know, it works. Right. No, that's amazing. That's an amazing story right there, man. Shout out to the 13-year-old director, man. Because at 13, I wish I had the right. capabilities of technology that I have today. There you go. You know? There you go. Nah, that's what's up, man. So I want to talk real briefly about the, uh, you know, overcoming these obstacles and of getting distracted. Because like you say, you were out here, you know, you fell into, you know, doing the, the parties and stuff like that, making it a weekly thing and it was doing well, but that's not really what you came here for. So that conversation with your mom was the turning right. point to really get you back in focus for your purpose. Right. But some people don't have those conversations and True. they stay they stay distracted mm-hmm. with the women and the drugs and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So how does one avoid those distractions? Because it's like it's like offered to you in Hollywood. It's like you want this Hollywood dream, well, but that is kind of attached to it. So how do you like stay the well, course? Well, John, I, I think it's, it's you're gonna have obstacles. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I I can't say what each and every one way of dealing with it. Mm-hmm. My way of dealing with it is my belief. You know what I'm saying? My uh, you know I'm I'm very spiritual. I know that I have not been successful by myself. If I didn't believe in God and understanding that he's going to protect me, watch over me, guide me through this, I don't question why. I say, yo, it happened for a reason. But the reason I know is going to be that much times bigger than what was being given. Mm -hmm. And so I always put my trust. I put my trust in God, man. Just be like, hey, I know you got me. Mm -hmm. No matter what. Let me say something. Number one killing the world is what? Stress. Mm -hmm. Stress. Stress takes over the brain, tears down the body, puts you six feet deep. Mm. Whenever I see anything, I'm like, okay, it's okay. You're not gonna stress, let's just fix it. Right. Let's just go do it. Mm-hmm. Don't, we're not gonna sit there and stress on it. You know, a lot of people, ah, they, go, they go, but then, ah, you're not gonna be able to survive, not in Hollywood. You have to find a higher power, something that you believe in, no matter what it is that, but you got to take yourself spiritually and go, okay, you know what? It's going to come. Sorry, I'm not going to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Because it happens so many times for a lot of people. But a lot of people also get caught. Your drug, A, a drug can't be your, it can't be your release. Mm-hmm. That can't be how you're going to deal with the stress. Right. Because now you're, you're tearing down your temple. Mm-hmm. So I stayed away from it. You know, and of course it always comes to you, yo, you know, like, nah, I don't do that. Mm-mm. I don't need that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so what you got to do is create. Create your own lane. Mm-hmm. That's what people have to do more, Johnny. Create your own lane. Mm-hmm. And when you can create your own lane and stuff, people can respect your movement. Mm-hmm. You know? So I was always the guy that just said, hey, I'm going to ask God, which way should I go? And he's going to tell me to go. And he had to fail. All right. Yeah. Okay. Now that's what's up. I respect that, man. Man, you know, me and him got our own relationship. Right, 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 right. Yeah, he guides right. me as much as I can. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. You there know you what I'm saying? There you go. So, uh, you know, and I, I also want to talk about how, you know, people, they think it's going to happen overnight when they come out here, you know, and it's not like that. So you have to find ways to maintain and save money from what you did back right. then. Come here and, you know, use that as your, your cushion. Or come out here and find ways to earn and still change your chase your dream. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you, because sometimes people ask me what I do. I give them a, a 
a 20-page list of what I do. But when they ask me how I make money, the answer is completely different. So I'm going to ask you, you know, is what you do, like with the film, film fest and the hosting, is that how you make money and maintain your dream or do you have another means of making well, money? Well, I, I, I do a lot of stuff. I mean, I work with um with a lot of clients, um, you know, with Morris Chesson, I work with him and I'm doing stuff. I work with Jamie Foxx and doing stuff. I work with Ray Lewis. I, I help a lot of people do things. And like I said, it goes back to building relationships, mm-hmm. you know. And with my indie night, you know, I put a lot into that, you know, and helping and create. And then, you know, you, you do things and try to leverage it a certain way. Doing the radio show, you know what I'm saying? You got a platform, you got listeners to where you can create something to give them opportunity, whether it be in film, whether it be in music. Mm-hmm. You know, I've dibble dabbed in everything, everything, and even casting films. Mm-hmm. I um, cast, produce films, um, you know, so I understand the business. But the more important thing I do is, is I always sit. I'm the guy that walks in the room, I don't ask questions right away. Mm-hmm. Because I learned at Morehouse, they said, don't walk in and be the first to want to talk. Walk in and be the first one to want to take notes and listen. Because mm-hmm. you'll learn more about everybody in the room faster than you do coming in. Ah, you know what I'm saying? And then you become a lot more powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the, the uh, it's, a, it's, it's a common rule. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, you, that, you can say, you know, that person's going, okay, why? Well, he, he the one that's going to fall off. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's up happening. A lot of people come and they deal with LA the same way. Right. They deal with LA. They come here. They want ah, and they get lost. And now they got, they go back home. Mm-hmm. They go where you at? I had to go. I had to leave. Yeah. I couldn't, couldn't deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm living. And so you know, it's a I call it a lot of pressure that's being thrown at you. But you got to learn how to deal with the pressure. Mm-hmm. That makes it important for you. And you know, if you got a family, or you got to you got to think about them. Right, and some people come out here with families mm-hmm. because they still want to be, you know, they think the dream is not up, mm-hmm. or you know, this is what they want to do. But you just gotta have a second plan. You gotta have a second plan. Yeah, you know, and movement. Now I agree, man. I agree. Yeah, having that, having that uh, solid foundation is what's gonna keep the house yeah. above water. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's why I jumped into real estate as well. <laughs> you know, so. But real estate, yeah, and real estate works. Mm-hmm. Real estate works as well, and and you know you got to do something. You know, you got to do a couple of things. But they say you got to be a Jamaican. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to do it. You have to do it because Hollywood is built on. You know what Hollywood is? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one of my friends said, "Imagine being at a high school, and each year is a new year." Mm. It's a new class. Every year you're here in LA, a new class is coming in. Right. Trying to do the same thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. Some gonna make it, and some is not. Mm-hmm. Some gonna be able to deal with it, some is not. Mm-hmm. Some's gonna be great, and then some will come and still maintain. Right. It's easy to get to the top, it's hard to stay on top. Right. Because you're only as good as your last film. Mm-hmm. And then you got to come back and reproduce the numbers all over again. Right. And if you don't, that's the notch on your belt. Mm-hmm. Well, another one. There's another one Johnny didn't do. Now your value starts going down. Right. That's why I tell people at Indie Night, I said, you know, they bring their films in and stuff. I said, hey, this is your premiere. 
Yeah. Just joker it. Mm-hmm. If you dealing with the studios, what the studio gonna say? Uh, how many tickets were sold? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. They don't care if it's a good film or not. Did they sell movie? That they sell tickets. That's what I need to know. Right. And that's why I tell people to understand: you can't be a filmmaker and do one part of it, but then not know how to do the other. Right. That's why you got filmmaking, then you got the PMA. You got to do the marketing of the film. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that. So they, they, people get caught up all the time where they think, okay, well, yo, how much is the film? Uh, 10. 10 million? Okay, here go 10 million. All right, we go do the film. Film done. All right, they bring it back. They say, all right, what's next? Let's get it out. No, no, no. We need another 10 million. Mm-hmm. Because we got to do the marketing of the film. Right, exactly. See, they don't understand. Yeah. So when they're thinking 10 million, it should have been, uh, okay, we're going to do the movie for five million. Mm-hmm. And then here go another five million because now we're 10. We're good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People don't think, and that's because they don't study of learning how to make a film. Mm. It's out there. You got to do it. Got to do the work. Yeah. Okay, okay. How'd you meet Jamie Foxx? Ooh, Jamie Foxx. Um, I did this movie called Rebound, the Earl Manigault story. That was my movie. Yeah, uh, Don Cheetah. Don Cheetah. Don Cheetah, yeah. yeah, he played Earl. Yeah, I remember that. I was the one that did the double dog. Okay, okay. And I played Cleo Hill in in the, in the movie, and it, it was a great time. As we did that back in '95, and mm-hmm. that was Eric Basile's directing debut. Okay, because he had just left ER, mm-hmm. and you know we shot that up in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I get to Toronto, and I'm like, uh, we're there for four and a half months, and they say, well, we want you to do two things. We want you to be a character in, in the movie, but then we want you also, because they knew my jumping ability, and they said, we want you to do Don dunks and all this stuff, and some, some you know, playing, uh, making, you know, you know, sometimes I had to do all the moves and all this stuff. So Take, you were like a stunt double. I was stunt, yeah, basketball stunt double. Mm-hmm. And then I would take the, like, remember, I don't remember the part where they take the dollar off the top. Off the top of the rim. That was yeah. me. That was you? That was me. What? So, stuff. I mean, you know, it, the double dunk was crazy. Everybody's like, how you gonna say, I don't know. But you know, I went and did it where, you know, it went in, dropped it in the goal and then caught it back in and dumped it again. On the first try? No, no, no. Okay. okay. Come on, man. <laughs> I, just saying, I, I know the level of skill I mean, you're no, playing no, at that time. No, no. It, it, we, had, we did a couple of takes. Was, you know, we had, to, we had to figure out it was the double dunk and that's what made it remember and everybody was like, yeah. <laughs> and then remember, that's when Michael Ralph said, that's two, motherfucker. <laughs> and then they started running. <laughs> right. So uh, we were doing that movie, and that was an all-star cast, you know, out there doing that movie. Mm-hmm. And Loretta Devine, you had Forrest Whitaker, you had Michael Beach, you had Kevin Garnett as mm-hmm. a rookie, mm-hmm. you had uh, Pooh Richardson. There was so many of us in there. It was it was great. Oh, Nicole Ari Parker, Monica Calhoun, you know, Don Cheeto. Everybody was in it. And... I remember walking down. Now, my roommate used to be DJ Twist mm-hmm. on A Living Color. Okay. And I knew Jamie. He would come to my parties and stuff. I knew Jamie. He knew of me. I knew of him. You know what I'm saying? But we were doing this movie back in 95. And I'm walking down the street and I go, Fox. He's like, Dave Brown, what's up? I said, I'm here for four and a half months. He said, I'm here for four months. I said, what you doing? He said, I'm doing a movie called Booty Call. Mm-hmm. He was doing Booty Call. Yeah, I remember that. Tommy Davidson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, he and I connected, and uh, we've been boys ever since. 
you know that's awesome man yeah cause i see you too you know having so much fun together always together yeah. so it's just like it's, wow. hey, that's my that's my big bro you know what i'm saying and uh <clears throat> i credit jamie a lot man because you know I, i've been able to see the greatest working with michael mann mm-hmm. i was there working with uh, quentin tarantino i was there working with all these you know great directors mm-hmm. um and and seeing him do great work Right. You know, it doesn't do any rub off, you know. And then I, I just started watching everything where I started saying producing is something I would do. But I watch everything so I can take and go, okay, maybe I should do it this way because mm-hmm. this happened. You know, but he helped me understand Hollywood. You know, my two, you, know, you got the best, Morris and, and, and Jamie, the greatest guys, mm-hmm. the greatest guys, and you know we've known each other so long, but they helped me understand what Hollywood is and how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Like when Fox was getting that Oscar, I was there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I went on Oprah, and we talked about getting the Oscar and mm-hmm. how I threw the Oscar party for him because mm-hmm. I threw his Oscar party, and when we were doing that back in the day, we had to, we couldn't say, you know. You know, I threw a party about the Oscars, but I didn't want to, we didn't want to be arrogant and say, Jamie won the Oscars, you know what I'm saying? So what I did was I said, we did a party saying, come watch Jamie at the Oscars. And after he won the Golden Man, he skipped all the other parties and came to my party. It was like, we did it. And it it was, it was, it was so great because he went like this, we as black folks did it. Right. Because people don't really understand. I remember Jamie was nominated. He was the first person ever nominated for leading and supporting in one year mm. and he was the third to ever win right all right you said in history yeah exactly you know mm-hmm. and so me and him been, been great our kids uh our best friends you know his family you know and and like i said god is is, is a blessing when he put people in your life that that you know that really can contribute yeah contribute mm-hmm. and show you words of your word you mm-hmm. know and uh, you know and then you helping them too you know what I'm saying being there for them because it's hard being on top man right nobody tell you different man it's hard to be on top mm-hmm. and a lot of people think it's easy that's what I say be careful what you wish for a lot of people don't the fame is not what you really want right if you want to do great work then go out and do great work but if you're trying to be famous that only lasts so long right you know what I'm saying because you have to reinvent the wheel every single time mm-hmm. you know so be careful you know, I tell people all the time, you, you, you want what? We're well, famous. Oh, okay. Yeah, you ain't going to make it. Yeah, you ain't going to make it at all. Because you can't make yourself famous. Mm-hmm. Your work can make you famous. When people want the quick, you don't want it quick. You want to be, a, you, sometimes you need to learn the stages of what Hollywood is and how to make it to the top. A lot of people out there have been knocking at it for years. Mm-hmm. And it takes years. You know, uh, uh, Samuel Jackson didn't start what, until he, I think he's in his 40s. Mm. 40, I mean, that's late. That's, yeah. Late for an actor, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But he didn't give up, and look what he's doing now. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and Morgan Freeman started yeah. late. Oh, not started late, but got their they break. Worked, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Oh, I hear you, man. And it's, and it's stories like that that, you know, still give me hope for everything I do, because I do the acting, too. I came out here to act and mm-hmm. do music and then slip... Well, actually, I came out here to do music, and then I slipped and bumped my head and started acting, 
and things just started taking off. Doors started opening. You know, I was in a hundred films the first year. You know, what I mean, granted, it was like feature background stuff, but I got my IMDb credits. You right. know what I'm saying? So yeah, but still, it was like it was like this whole new world just opened up, and it made it possible to hearing those stories about Morgan Freeman and Samuel right. that you know through acting, even at at a late start, because with music, it's almost like a cutoff at a certain age. With right. new artists, new you know artists, what I'm yeah, 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 yeah. You have so, a certain window that's real close. Yeah, so it's like you know, after once you get hit above twenty six, it's almost like it's over for you. Or you got to start producing and doing the behind the scenes stuff. So you know, being an actor opened the doors for me, and stories like that made gave me more hope to me to accomplish my dreams and still uh, stay along this journey because it's like. Yeah. Every overnight success was a ten to twenty year process, man. A lot of people don't see that. Hey. Been here since '92, mm. and still going. Do you feel like you made it? I feel I still got a lot of work to do because I I will make it when all the people you touch come back to you and say thank you. And you know, there's you know, for opportunities, mm -hmm. and you start to see that. When my mom said, "Hey." You gotta switch up and understand your worth, and then you understand your purpose. And I didn't know. No, I didn't say I didn't. I, well, it's not that I didn't know, but I lost sight and I had to come back. Mm -hmm. And now I'm back to where I feel like, hey, how can I help the world in mm -hmm. giving everybody an opportunity to show their art on the big screen? Mm -hmm. It's important for me. Right. I have to do it. Legacies built on how you lay grounds for everybody else. Right. You know, so it's important things that, you know, um, which I get from my father because my father is um, is Dr. Amos C. Brown. Mm -hmm. He's from Mississippi. And my father's mentor was Mega Evers. Mm -hmm. You know, Mega Evers was gunned down in the driveway in Mississippi in the Civil Rights back in the 50s. So, Mega Evans brought my father to the NAACP mm -hmm. at the age of 15. Mm -hmm. My father became the president of the youth group at the age of 15 of the NAACP. That's where he met Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King told my father to go to Morehouse. Mm -hmm. And then when Martin Luther King went to Morehouse, he only taught eight students, Julian Bond, my father, and six others. Six others. All eight of them became big time in the civil rights movement. So like right now, I'm doing a documentary called King's Disciples. Okay. And they were going to do a film on the whole situation, mm -hmm. which is going to be great. That Fox and, and Atari turning, Jamie Fox and Atari Turner's getting and putting together. They, they love the story so well. Yeah. That they're going to put together. So it's building and finding how you can find your niche in Hollywood. No matter if it's getting with the camera work, the lighting, or just as a host, mm -hmm. find your niche. Because that's where I get it from. I, I get it from where I want to just create. And I always say it's, it's okay to have this, 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 and this all. Mm -hmm. Just prioritize it all and say, okay, I got to do this today, do this today, do this today, do this today. Mm -hmm. It'd be great. How'd you get to host a Hot Seat LA? Hot Seat LA is they uh, uh, talking to. I went, you know what? I went on ESPN. Okay. And um, I was doing ESPN radio. And they said, you have a voice for radio. 
and a lot of people told me before, they said, would you do radio? I said, I'll do radio because I've been sitting around it all my life. Yeah, you, know, yeah, yeah. you know, seeing Foxhole and seeing it all develop and everything and being there. And he says, they said, well, could you, could you come down and, and, and we want to hear you on radio? I came and did an interview. Okay. It's about Indian Night. And they said, yo, you have to do radio. Mm -hmm. And so then um, I, I went over to L.A., talk radio and start doing it. And once again, every time I drop on something, man, I put my all into it. Mm -hmm. And I believe that I know that I can make it happen. And so it worked. And then after that, I was like, they said, I had an opportunity to go over to Dash. Mm -hmm. And I said, yo, let's do it. Went over to Dash. They liked it. And we go on live every Tuesday from uh, 6 to 7. Yeah. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's fun. Now, that's what's up, man. Just like, dude, this is fun for me, man. But I honestly, I'm not going to lie to you, D. I was sh like shitting bricks just the thought of like starting a podcast and being a host and people seeing me every day and all that stuff. But I just flipped out like I wanted to be an actor and a rapper. So it was like I had to get over that. But you, you know? got to do everything. That's what an right. actor's going to do. You're going to do it all. Mm -hmm. Touch it all. Right. It doesn't matter. Sometimes God takes you here to bring you back here. Mm -hmm. You know, so you can't question why it's happening. So, okay, well, he's telling me to do this. I gotta go do it. Right. And that's why I'm doing so many things right now. Yeah. You know? Same here, man. I mean, people tell me I'm like the hardest working man, the hardest unknown talent in Hollywood. They call me sometimes. <laughs> but but no, like, John, you know what it is? It's, it's being in the right place, man. And, um, you know, um, I have, uh, it's crazy, I, I have my 50th coming up this year. Wow. Yo, you don't look a day over like 28. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I say I'm not old. I'm a season. I'm season. A season. There you go. That's that cocoa yeah. butter. <laughs> but I, I think I, I tell everybody I'm gonna shut LA down because I want to bring everybody in Hollywood together on my birthday mm. to give everybody the opportunity to say, "Hey, this is the reunion of all reunions." Mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm, I'm not gonna say it's not my fiftieth. It's ten times five. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And we're gonna do it. Ooh. So make sure you're in the house. So oh, you, can you know I'm gonna be there. <laughs> be there too. And to, you know, see and meet everybody, you mm -hmm. know, uh, as come in. But it's going to be a great situation. Yo, I, I, you, you kind of remind me of, um, what's this guy named? Clarence Avon, a little bit. Um, you know, just like your story and how you kind of put things you know, together. It, it's crazy that a lot of people come in and said, and, you know, and I know, I know, I know uh, Alex Avon. I've known mm -hmm. Alex for a long time, his son. Yeah. And I just met him I, at the Bad Boys 3 thing. The that, premiere. Yeah, yeah. He was there. And I was like, I really think that after I heard the story, I said, I, I am, I am him, because I have connected so many people. Mm -hmm. And being in, in Hollywood, you know, giving everyone opportunities to work with one another, work with one another, and his story is is, is just incredible. Right, it's really incredible. I, I really, I really enjoy it. I, I really enjoy it, and I and I think it's um, it's it's needed. It's needed for everybody to see yeah. how many people he has touched mm -hmm. and put together and understanding that we can do this. Yeah. You know, we can do it. So uh a lot of people told me, I mean said, it's a man, you 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 Clarence Avon. I'm like, <laughs> but I respect and, and and I was able to sit and talk to Clarence mm -hmm. on uh we were on um on a jet coming back from um DC. This is like actually last like December. Okay. We were able to come back and I was able to sit and talk to him and be like, ask him questions. Man, you know, here's a guy that didn't even graduate from, I, I think he graduated 15, 14, mm -hmm. and didn't have no education after that. Mm -hmm. 
but the story is phenomenal. Super phenomenal, man. That's how I kind of started my business development uh, consulting business by connecting people. Cause yeah. I, I, coming up in music, I always wanted to collab with other artists, but I was very selective on who I would work with based on their sound and how the beat complemented their tone and stuff like that. So I was naturally a connector that way. You know what I'm saying? But now I chose to monetize it with business and bringing people with decks to people with money who want to invest in people right. with uh, ideas. So kind of utilize, but it's like, it's crazy how like the journey made me put a uh, magnify what it is I was doing naturally. Mm -hmm. And then once I identified that, I identified a way to monetize it. Right. And then do what I do naturally and get paid for it. Yeah. So, but that's cool, man. But that's what's up, man. Well, I ain't going to hold you too much longer, man. I want to thank you for coming on the Always. show. Thank it. you for giving this great information, man. I hope you guys take heed into what, the words that came out this man's mouth and really utilize that and add that to your journey and your formula and however you do what you do to get where you're trying to go. Let the people know where they can highlight you as well, yeah. where they can submit their film for the Yeah, um, so uh, you can follow me on um, at Dave Brown USA, at Dave Brown USA um, on Instagram. Uh, Indie Night, um, at Indie Night, I-N-D-I-E-F-F, -F, you know, I-N-D-I-E-N-I-G-H-T-F-F. -F. So Indie Night, F-F. -F. And then also, um, you know, uh, a Dash Radio. You know, uh, it's uh, at uh, Hot Seat LA, all together, at Hot Seat LA. And then also understanding that, uh, you know, Jamie Foxx and I have also two artists that we, we manage. Okay. Jay Young, mm -hmm. uh, out of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. He's that next guy. Mm -hmm. And Say La Vavie, is, she's incredible, mm -hmm. singer. So we have all these things going on. Follow me. Yeah, I, I promise you, you will not be let down. And... Um, and, and and come to some of the events, but the, and, you know it's at the TCL Chinese Theater every Saturday from two thirty to five thirty, and um, come support. It'd be great. And always remember this: you got to put yourself around those that are doing the same thing that you are doing to get to the next level in life. Copy that. Copy that. And last question: since you brought up the music management, what do you look for in a talent to represent them as a manager? Um, what talent is two things. I mean, it, it, it's it's more, um, of course, the ear. When I when I listen to some music, I'm like, mm. you know, and it moves you, and it, it's a certain move that I get. When I'm like, okay, this person right here gonna be a star, mm -hmm. but not the, only the music, but the energy of performance. Seeing them perform, and I'm like, okay, they got it, mm -hmm. they got it, you know, and and just being around and being around Fox when we were on tour and. And doing all those things, and, you know, so many people come up to you and see you. You know, they want to see him, and you you ask them to go. They want to. Oh, am I good? I said, "Well, go ahead and perform." You know, mm -hmm. you've seen it all. I've seen it all, but I I I have an ear to where I can say, "Okay, this is this is a good one right here." Mm -hmm. You know, um, and we bounce back off of, you know each other when Fox. What you think of that? I said, "That's how I like that." But maybe if you did, you know, it's it's understanding it. So you want to see somebody that's passionate. And their work, their work ethics. Mm -hmm. You know, when they come, are they in the studio? Mm -hmm. Are they first in, first out? Mm -hmm. Just like anything else you do in life. Right. You got to put in the time, put in the work. And they don't see them putting the work in, putting the time. Yo, then what are we doing? That's it's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's a waste of studio time, waste of everybody else's time, waste of voices, me saying, hey, come see them. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. Got to do new things. Mm. Got to get new habits. Everybody has to be new habits. 
build what you believe that you can do and put your best foot forward. Right. No, I agree. I agree. And he, are you open to like managing uh, someone who doesn't want to be an artist but is musically talented on the production or songwriting side of things? Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course, because it's, that's connecting them to artists, you know, sending songs to to artists and saying, you need to look at this one. I think this will fit you. Copy that. You know? So, of course, you know, if they have a great library where I can just pick and value, yo, and then I can say, yo, this one right here works for such such. Or, you know, this way, this work. Or I'll be like, yo, who can this work for? Let's get over this one. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how it happens. That's all I needed to hear. <laughs> no, you know, there's always a method to Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe on the channel. Leave your comments. Follow my boy, D Brown, D Brown USA. Once again, thank you for coming through, my brother. Hey, Johnny Vegas, Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. D Brown, stay tuned for more episodes to come. And thank you for watching.